February 13th, 2023. We're in Masechet Betza and He Amud Bet, about 15 lines from the top, just the second word on the line. We're in the middle of this presentation of Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef's opinion is with regards to Rosh Hashanah that the halacha continues or developed and in turn continues to be that we consider Rosh Hashanah, the two days of Rosh Hashanah as Kedusha Ahat. And the halachic ramifications of that statement are that if there's a betzav, there's an egg which is born on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, it'll be prohibited on the second day of Rosh Hashanah because we're envisioning it as one unit, not two separate units about which uh, we're uncertain uh, is the first day the kadosh day or the second day in reality. Rather, we're envisioning it as one long and extended period and unit, and as a result, if the egg was born on the first day, well, there only was one day. It might be 48 hours, but it's really just one day. What was the rationale? What was the logic of Rav Yosef? Rav Yosef appealed to that, uh, that uh, takana during the time of the Beit HaMikdash, that when they would accept the witnesses for Kiddusha Chodesh, for determining when Rosh Chodesh, and in turn Rosh Hashanah was going to be established, min ha from the time period of nine and a half hours into the day and above, they would no longer accept witnesses. Or the Mishnah Masechet Rosh Hashanah explained the reasoning because of Kilkul HaLevim Bashir, but that was the reality, and in turn, once you got to the Minha time in the day, you and I perhaps would imagine if the witnesses had not yet arrived, well then the rest of the day we'd take it easy a little bit. We were Osem Elacha the rest of the day until then, uh, but now that we determined that we're not accepting these witnesses, uh, we'll wait until nightfall and that's when we'll start again and we'll accept Rosh Hashanah as a full-fledged day of Yisur Melacha. Instead, they continued that entire day from evening until nightfall, Isur melacha. We understand from that, says Rav Yosef, we understand from that. Said the Gemara at large that the Takana was Kedusha Ahat. Rosh Hashanah is envisioned as one unit. Although we know tomorrow, uh, to a certain extent, is the only real holiday, the fact that we're continuing this day, the first day, as in Isur melacha day, clearly we're accepting this day as well, as part of that larger unit. In turn, and here's the critical part of Rav Yosef, even from after the time of destruction, the Mikdash, where we're no longer accepting those witnesses only until a certain period, we'll accept the witnesses throughout the day. In today's day and age, we have a, we have a Heshbon. We know exactly which day is the actual first day of the month. Well, nonetheless, Rav Yosef's statement was it was a davar sheba minyan. It was established by Sanhedrin or by a gathering of individuals, scholars, and leaders, and they counted up the votes and determined Rosh Hashanah is Kedusha Ahat. That's not to be annulled. He brought all sorts of proofs for that. That's what we're up to here in the Gemara. Says the Gemara challenging Rav Yosef who maintains that even today, Rosh Hashanah is Kedusha Ahat, as we said. Perhaps you'll respond says the Gemara, well, ultimately speaking, let's remember what happened after the destruction of the Mikdash. After the destruction of the Mikdash, when we're no longer accepting witnesses um, in Mikdash to a certain extent, in other words, to uh, have implications on the Levim song and Jared's question about Korban Musaf and so forth, well, that being the case, we continued accepting witnesses all the way until nightfall. That being the case as well, it means that we no longer had a Davar Sheba Minyan. We annulled that Davar Sheba Minyan. Initially, they only accepted the witnesses until Minha. 
They changed that. After we were no longer had a mikdash, they changed it. They accepted the witnesses until evening. If they accepted the witnesses until evening, it means effectively, you're talking about shetek kedushot. It means that if you didn't receive the witness uh, the, during that day, uh, you understood that that day was whole. If you did receive the witness during that day, that that was the day that was Kodesh. In other words, the question of the Gemara is, how did you, uh, so to speak, dance at both parties? How did you determine, on the one hand, we now accept witnesses, we annul the original decree, we accept witnesses until and beyond Mincha, until evening, which seems to imply to us that, we, that we're going to maintain the sanctity of this day based on the acceptance of the witnesses. On the other hand, you're telling me, but the egg which was born on this day, and keep in mind, I may have not even received the witnesses on this day, is going to be prohibited tomorrow? Why should we envision it as Kiddushah hat when it comes to the egg, but when it comes to the sanctity of the day, so to speak, we're understanding it as Shetei Kedushot. That's the question of the Gemara. So as Gemara, again, perhaps you'll claim with regards to the birth of the egg as well, they counted and voted and they in turn permitted the egg which was born on the first to be eaten and used on the second because after all if they're accepting witnesses until nightfall that's what it implies answers the Gemara when they gathered together and annulled did away with the original decree they did it only with regards to accepting witnesses so they stated that now we'll accept witnesses until nightfall. We have no fear in terms of the mikdash. In terms of the quality of the day, in terms of it one unit or two units, they continue to maintain it's one unit. It's a hard to swallow concept. Why would, why would they split? No clear reason as to why they would split. And it's in fact the claim right now of Abaye. Abaye says, what sort of split is this? The whole reason the whole rationale which underlaid the concept of Rosh Hashanah being different than all the other holidays. Whereas the other holidays we were describing, it's Sheteh Kedushot, it's Safik, it's today Kodesh, it's tomorrow Kodesh, and we have all sorts of laws and leniencies as a result. Rosh Hashanah was different. You see, Rosh Hashanah was different because during the time of the Mikdash, they established that irrespective of the status of the first day, you're going to keep it all Kodesh, even though you didn't have witnesses. And you know the witnesses are only going to establish tomorrow. Well, that being the case, we established Rosh Hashanah as one Kedushah. If you did away with that, and you did away with any prohibition with regards to eggs as well. Why would you distinguish? Amale Abaye, Abaye responds to Rav Yosef, his contemporary, Atu Betza Beminyan Mihavai. Do you think that when they gathered together and determined, we are going to establish this as Yom Tob, as a Kedushah Ahat, they were talking about eggs? They weren't referring to eggs. They were referring to testimony. Will we accept the witnesses until evening or not? Once they determined we're not accepting the witnesses until evening, well, they now established it's Kiddushah Hat. When they changed that, reversed it, well, it means that now it goes back to being Shetei Kiddushot. They never had a conversation about eggs, about one that's born on the other. And that was only a ramification. That was only an outgrowth. Question. Did, so, they need, did they need to talk about it? So the, the claim of Abayez, yes, they didn't need to. If at the first place they didn't, they were talking about testimony, and this was an outgrowth of it, so then when they annulled it, they didn't need you either. So. Mincha was nine and a half hours, Sha'ot and Maniot, evening is 12, I don't know, it's just nightfall. Sunset, yes. Uh, more, more, because uh, again, it's... Uh, it, nine and a half hours is, is long before you're going to have shiki atahama. We're assuming around 12 hours units, about two and a half hours more. 
there is more time. Uh, again, if uh, we'll talk about that, but yeah, you know, there's there's, there's set, certainly more time in between that for acceptance. It messes up again only in the mikdash the fact that they sacrificed that nine and a half in, and you sang the song then. So you had problems with that. Nothing more, nothing else. Uh, do you think the Betza was part of this vote, part of this decree? Betza, the prohibition or permissibility of that egg, which was born on the first, in terms of the second day, was Talya, it was dependent upon, it was hinged upon the issue of testimony acceptance. Itesar edut, itesar Betza, ishtare edut, ishtare Betza. If it was. They go hand in hand. If you're not accepting the testimony, it means you're establishing it as Kiddushah hot. And in turn, the Betzah as well, it's one unit. You can't distinguish between days. If Ishtare, Milashon Share, permitted, if it's permitted uh, to accept the testimony until night, beyond nine and a half hours, well, then uh, we have a situation of uh, being Shete Kiddushot. If it's Shete Kiddushot, the egg as well should be permitted. And the Gemara leaves it at that, uh, Jared. So to your question, of what was Rav Yosef thinking, the Gemara never fills it out. The Aharonim, I don't even think the Rishonim struggle with this, but ultimately speaking, the claim against Rav Yosef is a pretty strong one. Uh, it's almost as if, uh, you know, once you had a minhag which was accepted amongst the people, it takes on a mind of its own. Right? In other words, the origins, it speaks to halakha to a certain extent, the origins of this egg's prohibition was dependent upon testimony. You change the reality of testimony, but the egg prohibition lived on. Uh, to me, again, without giving the full uh, rationale over here, because I don't have it, the Aharonim, as I said, struggle with it, it does speak to, uh, in our own context, I've mentioned this on many occasions, with regards to halakha, but we appreciate it even more in terms of uh, family practices, uh, the way that ma- matters and customs and, and, and realities live on with a life of their own, we don't really care about the origin as much any longer. The silly example, but I think it, it gets across the message that I've given uh, maybe more than once, is uh, how uh, on Leil Seder, my grandmother used to say as we were pouring the wine for Dam, Sephardeh, and so forth, Umasilan. And several people have told me they have such a custom as well. My grandmother in her later age, uh, was, uh, uh, she was already had dementia, so she wasn't really able to respond to it. But we had a debate in front of her as she was doing it. She still knew to do it. Why does grandma do that every year? So there was a mahloket at the table. Some people thought it was umasilan, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu did this to the Egyptians, but he was masil us. He saved us. So we're kind of expressing as we get nervous, dam, sefardea, kinim, and so forth. I did it to them, but umasilan. And some of my father, Father, however, says, I always understood it differently. He said, Umasilan, it's a description of us, it's painting us what's happening to the Egyptians. Even as our enemies fall, we know it has to be, ah, it hurts us a little bit. So we turned to Grandma, who again had dementia at that point. So we said, Grandma, why do you say that all the time? So I don't know, that's what my grandmother did. And the statement, but very clearly for me, means it lived on as something we do. And then in terms of the reason, we don't need the historical reason any longer. We'll have a mahlokir about it. We'll determine, we'll let it live on as a tradition. So what I'm telling you is Rav Yosef, to a certain extent, is speaking like that. To a certain extent. He's saying, listen, Kedushah Ahat became Rosh Hashanah. Uh, but it's only dependent upon Eidut HaChodesh. And Eidut HaChodesh is not the reality. 
Uh, it doesn't matter any longer. It doesn't matter. We now practice this as it is. Again, it comes up in halakha all the time. You know, the, the example I give, uh, uh, examples I've given as well are a certain minhagim which crept in or halachot, halachot which crept in because of one influence or another. There's a book called She'elot to Teshubot Min HaShemayim. I've talked about this at great length in a, in a full class or two. And uh, effectively, his name was Biakov of Marvez. He received from some sort of angelic force messages about you and I would say, all right, we're not going to count that. Uh, we're rational uh, thinkers in terms of halakha. It's in Talmud or it's not in Talmud. And uh, over the course of many generations, people have made that claim. They we don't listen to that book. And yet, and that's what I didn't, didn't do in that class, is I point out there's dozens of halachot which specifically, because of that influence, uh, we weren't certain what someone said, ah, but it's in she'elot min said, you know what that means? It means the heavens inspire. That's not the way we determine halacha, but that's the way now. If it had no grounding, we wouldn't do it. But it means that oftentimes the origin, and, and there's no way of, of rooting that one out any longer, the origins sometimes stand irrespective of what uh, developed as a tradition. Says the Gemara Ravadav Rav Shalman, uh, so the Gemara now describes another opinion with regards to our issue of a Beitzashin Noldan Yom Tob Rishon, permissibility or prohibition on Yom Tob Sheni. So we dealt with Rav Yosef. Now we have Rav Adai and Rav Shalman. Both of them, Tarvayu Tere means two in Aramaic. Tarvayu means the two of them. Mi Bekelohit. They came from a place called Bekelohit. Amre, this was their opinion. Af mi takanat Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai va'elach besa asura. Uh, much along the lines of Rav Yosef, even from Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai's Takana, but they're going even further than Rav Yosef. Their claim goes like this, that the halakha is, even once you have the Takana of not accepting the witnesses, excuse me, even once you have the annulment of Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai that will accept the witnesses until evening. This was Rav Yosef's claim as well. Nonetheless, it's Kedusha Again, we, we struggled. Why would you say so? If the witnesses are now being accepted until the evening, until the in nighttime, it means that effectively I'll determine if today was Rosh Hashanah or tomorrow's Rosh Hashanah. It's not that I accepted this day, I'm just going to observe this day as Kodesh, which means it's one unit. Why would you say so? My ta'ama, what's the reason that even though, again, it's, it's kind of answering the question of Rav Yosef, but they're doing it independently, even though the Kiddush HaChodesh was to be accepted until the evening, which means to say that technically speaking, logically speaking, it should be Shete Kiddushot, we're going to treat it as Kiddush HaChat, Mehera Yibane Bet HaMikdash, we're looking forward to the speedy rebuilding of the Mikdash. Now, what will people say then? Reestablish in your mind the Mikdash. Remember as well the fear in the Mikdash. The fear in the Mikdash is that the Levim are going to sing the wrong song at Korban Tamid Shel Ben Ha'arbayim. Right? It means when you have the Mikdash, we need, a, we need to build a, uh, a cutoff. We're only accepting witnesses until nine and a half hours into the day. Which means that when you have the Mikdash, it's a reality called Kedusha Ahat. The fact that you're continuing observance of the day beyond that time when you're not accepting the witnesses any longer. If you recall, our conversations in the past means Kedusha Ahat. But today it's not so. But we're going to have the Mikdash again. And you know what people are going to say to themselves? They're going to say, Ishtakat. Last year. Milo Achanu Yom Tob Sheni. They say, last year. Not only last year, my father, my grandfather. I remember we had this chicken coop, and we always used to bring in the eggs, and we would eat them. Then they were born on the first day of Yom Tov. 
And in fact, that was, that could have been the halakha for them. But now that I have the mikdash, the reality changed. Do you understand why it changed? Now it's going to be kedushah hashtan amin. Now as well, nechol, let's eat from the, uh, from the egg. But they'll forget. They won't realize. Last year, when you didn't have the mikdash, Rosh Hashanah was two separate units. Hashta. Kedushah hati. Today, this year, now that we have the Mikdash again, it's Kedushah hat. Effectively, that flip-flop is too difficult for us as the masses to wrap our head around. We're going to say, if that's what was practiced last year, that's what's practiced this year. And in order to make certain that we don't make that mistake, Ya haram, the rabbis in turns, as the Gemara prohibited the betashen odab yom tov rishon uh, to be eaten on yom tov sheni of Rosh Hashanah. Again, technically speaking, he admits to the fact. They admit to the fact. It should be permitted. Betashen odah on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, separate units, it should be permitted tomorrow. However, when we have the Mikdash, it's going to be one unit. And guess what? The Mikdash is being built tonight. The Mikdash is being built tomorrow. And as a result, you know what people are going to do next Rosh Hashanah? They're not going to realize the halakha. Let's make a restriction now. Uh, you have to understand, at least I do. Next line in the Gemara. Give it a second. We know working backwards from today that we have in Israel, they even do one day, forget about the fact, shake you to show the Shah. There's people observing one day of holiday here, not Rosh Hashanah, in Israel. And here with two days. So I see an observance, they have an extra day. I have an extra day than somebody else. Let me be clear. Let me be clear about what Jared wants. Jared wants, based on this line in the Gemara, to say to Yosheve Eres Israel, you should have to do Rosh Hashanah two days as well. Because the mistake that will, that it's not really the same but thing. I'm saying, according to this rationale the Gemara, I would think the follow through would be that I need to have uniformity within the Jewish community and at least observance of the day should be exactly the same. Okay, all right. Listen, ultimately speaking, I'm sorry, Charles, just one sec. Ultimately speaking, when all the dust is settled, which have just a few more lines here on this uh, Amud, uh, there is an enduring mahloket about what was and should be observed in Eretz Israel today at all with regards to Rosh Hashanah. In other words, Rosh Hashanah, the very, you're going to Yamim Tobin. There is a claim, Baal HaMaor quotes from Rabbeinu Ephraim in the back of the Kemara. He says that the Minhag HaKadum in Eretz Israel was to keep one day Rosh Hashanah. One day, from the destruction of that, one day Rosh Hashanah. Why one day Rosh Hashanah? Because we know what day it is, and we can establish that day. And Chalash, Shalom Ali Yisrael, we're accepting the witnesses until the evening. One day, and it, it happens to be that it was always, we'll see it in the Gemara as well, uh, from the days of Ezra until today, it was always Elul Haser, it means it was day 30, and they used to keep one day. Reef writes, surprisingly, not so. He says, no, even in Eretz Yisrael, we keep two days. Why keeping two days? If, if the logic adds up, so one of the interpreters, there's several interpretations this matter, one of them might be that it was just established as Kiddushah Hat and that just got stuck. Alternatively, the explanation to Reef, as Ramban Nachmani suggests, if I'm not mistaken, among uh, another interpretation, he says the reason that in Eretz Israel they need to keep two days is Minhagavotem Biyadehem. Uh, so this was set in stone, this is the way it is, both in exile and in Eretz Yisrael, from the time of Dash and beyond, we're keeping two days Rosh Hashanah. But you want to go the other way, you want to give no. them a Yom Tov Sheni. Hazatonia, you move to Israel, at least you get something. Rosh Hashanah, and that's stopped in two days, 
Yeah, I mean, it's not crazy. You're going to make mistakes in the future. This is the way it became a part of you. Again, beyond that, you, you argue that it was Kiddushah Hat, and the Kiddushah Hat aspect was never annulled. I mean, which might be the most simple interpretation of argument. Yes, Charles? I would say the same. Aren't there so many people that change with the status of the There are. At this... Right. You're saying we'd have a lot more restrictions if we had in mind so clearly and definitively There is another that Nathan's going to refer to. We learned in Masech Roshonat and Masech Tzukah as well. Yom Henef Kulo Asur. If you remember the, the second day of, of Pesach, that the entire day used to be that you can Heir Mizrach, it would be permitted. If you're not sacrificing the Korban HaOmer, the grain, the new grain would be permitted. And the reason of Rabban Yochanan Ben Zakai, skipping all the details, is Meherayibane Bet HaMikdash. There are some. He wants, like, you know, he'll, he'll have a laundry list of things. I, I don't know. I don't know that I can't get into the mindset exactly of Hachme Oto Hador. I can tell you they had specific things that they felt were going to be so confusing for people, and others for one reason or another not. I get the Gemara now, for example, and it's Nathan. That's to a certain extent your question. So then, why accept testimony until evening as well? And you're going to realize you can't do that any longer. That one the Gemara will answer. I'll tell you before we read even inside. Again, the difference between uh, accepting testimony. You couldn't accept testimony beyond Minha. We were nervous about the Shirat Levim. After the destruction of Mikdash, I will accept until evening. We're not nervous about the song of the Levim. That one never changed. We'll leave that aside. The Betzah, our argument is that once you're now accepting testimony until the evening, you should furthermore say that the Betzah, the reason is people are going to make a mistake. Next year, they're going to think it's also permitted. So the next year as well, they're going to think uh, we're going to accept testimony until the evening when the Mikdash is around. Says the Gemara, one second, you're comparing the Betin to the simpletons. Me and you, we're yo-yos, we forget, we don't realize. The Betin's going to make that sort of mistake? But I don't know that that's going to answer any, any of your questions, Charles, because I, I assume you'll come up with a whole slew of examples of things that Bismarck, I mean, to, to the extent that, by the way, you know, concepts of Tahara. Yeah, but, but what are we going to do in terms of korbanot? But I could give you in terms of tahara, something like that. We were so scrupulous once upon a time with regards to how our bodies were coming in contact with matters of tumah. We were mindful of and we were dealing with it. Not that we have para aduma today, but we knew how to deal with certain lower level tumah and tahara. Why don't we bring that? We're in a lot of trouble if we do so. You understand what I'm saying? But maybe we should. And we're going to be so far into it. All right, I guess they had some mercy on us. I don't know. Yeah. The very quality of the day. And they're not going to find any analog in Charles's world for something else that somehow. Okay. Okay. It's possible. It's possible. Again, and I understand what you're saying. Jared's saying you're talking about kiddushat hayom, determining the sanctity and the reality of the day. That gets really jammed up. If you're dealing with other details, albeit important ones, we'll assume people will be able to change their mindset. Anyway, says the Gemara, if this is so, Nathan's question, Charles' question, why are we accepting testimony until the evening? We shouldn't. 
Uh, the Mikdash is going to be around. The next year, you're going to say, oh, let's go accept those test, those witnesses. The Betin's going to, you can't accept those witnesses. Now you're going to be Mekalkele Talivim Bashir potentially. People will say, Eshtaked, last year, Eshtaked, Lokibanu Eduta Hodesh Kolayom Kulo. Didn't we accept testimony all day? Hashtaname Nikabel today as well. Let's accept it. Answers the Gemara. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, analyze this matter more carefully. Hatam edut When you're dealing with accepting testimony witnesses, that's Betin's job. They're not making that mistake. Uh, they're wise. They understand. Last year we accepted because of Takanat This year we have the Mikdash. It doesn't apply any longer. Betza Alternatively, is uh, every man's uh, specific and woman's specific uh, determination. They'll make that mistake. All right. Lastly, says the Gemara Rava, and Rava is the rabbi we're waiting for because we know halachas like Rava on these three cases. What three cases are first? First one, Shabbat and Yom Tov, adjacent one to the other. Second one, two Yamim Tovim, one after the second of, of Hotzla Aretz. We've dealt with both of those. The first one, Ravah, was stringent. The second one, Ravah, was lenient. Last one, Rosh Hashanah. What's the halakha with the Christ Rosh Hashanah? So you gave me Rav Yosef, you gave me this, I gave me all the opinions. But I know I'm waiting for Ravah at the top of the Amud. We have Rav, who told us that with the top of the, that, that the halakha is like, he's going to tell us at the bottom of this Amud, uh, that the halakha is like Ravah in these three cases. What's Ravah's? Opinion, Rava Amar Af Asura, and so to a large extent, uh, what we're all familiar with, I think that Rosh Hashanah is different than the other holidays. Uh, the example we usually give is, well, in Israel they keep the two days. Even if in Israel they didn't keep keep the two days, as I was mentioning to Jared earlier, it would still be different for us in Hotzla Aretz uh, because of this statement of Rava, which could at the same time again accept that maybe in Eretz Israel it wasn't so, but it is. Uh, why is Rosh Hashanah different? Kedushah Hat. What about the other holiday? Sheteh Kedushot. Mi lo moder Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai she'im ba'u edim mina mincha ulema'ala she'nohagin oto hayom kodesh ulemahar kodesh. The statement of Rava, and this uh, tears down everything we've assumed until now, our assumption until now went like this, that if the witnesses came from minha minha ulema'ala, the halakha was going to be, and again, the, the difference between bizman shebet mikdash kayam and the hazman shebet mikdash kayam is, well, bizman shebet mikdash kayam, uh, the witnesses would establish the quality of that day for Eretz Yisrael at the very least. If you had the minha minha ulema'ala, that day would be Kodesh, what would the status of the next day be? Hol. That's what we assumed. From Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai and onward, we assumed that once we're accepting the witnesses again until the evening, what happens? The witnesses arrive, that day is Kodesh. No, no, we assume that day is Kodesh and the next day would be Hulk. In Israel, again, I'm in Israel and I'm waiting the whole day and we blew the shofar misafek and we said musaf misafek. We don't know mikdash and we're doing all this sort of business. And then the word goes out. Somehow they get the message throughout the land or to many places in the land. The witnesses came. Today was Rosh Hashanah. Oh, that being the case, chalas, it's nightfall, the holiday's over. That's what our assumption was. The statement of Ravaz, no, it was never that way. 
even from the time of Rabban Yohanan ben Zakkai and onward, that you're accepting witnesses until evening, we continue to keep, again, speaking to the words of Rif, we continue to keep, and it sounds like even in Eretz Yisrael, two days of Yom Tov. Again, Milo, Mode, four lines from Banu, Banu Yohanan ben Zakkai, Shimbawa Eidim, and Amin Halam Ala, Shinoagim, Otohayom Kodesh, Ulamahar Kodesh. We accepted it as one day holiday, meaning a one unit, both first and second day, as Kodesh, even from Taqa. Which means to say, effectively, all the dust settled, all the details aside, what are we left with in the statement of Rava? The statement of Rava teaches us, me and you and everyone for eternity, that the quality and status of Rosh Hashanah is Kedusha Ahat. Uh, irrespective of the reasoning which we discussed, irrespective of the claims against and for, all that being aside, the halakha with regards to Rosh Hashanah, let's state it as clearly as possible, is unlike Shenei Yamim Tobim, which are Shtei Kedushot, Rosh Hashanah is Kedushah Hat, one unit. What are the ramifications? For now, the ramification is the egg, which is born on the first. What's the status on the second? Whereas Yom Tob, first, second, permitted on the second. Rosh Hashanah, Prohibited on the second. That's the final line over here in our Gemara. Before it gets a little bit more complicated, Ve Amarava. It undermines every other two day holiday. It's only Rosh Hashanah. Every other two day holiday we're saying is different. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm not, I don't want you too lenient, but I will tell you, I, we'll see some in the Gemara, but I'm telling you, I've t- told you throughout, we are more lenient on second day holiday. I'm telling you, we need to keep it with all of its severities, but in circumstances, uh, we are more lenient. Even. Ah, so the next line is like, don't, don't tell everyone. Ah, he talked about burial. Burial on first and second days of holiday. We'll talk about that. We'll, talk, we'll start that conversation today at the top of Davava Mudalif. That's going to be one of the leniencies that the Gemara explicitly talks about. In communities, they talk about the end time of holiday, second day holidays. Sometimes it's a little bit earlier because over there they go based on Ikar Hadin. On regular holiday or regular Shabbat, we have a Humrah. On second day holiday, there's sometimes a leniency. Why is there a leniency? We're making clear it. It's only because of Sefekadi Yoma, which doesn't apply. It's Minhagavoteno Biadenu. That's the status of it. Only for that reason, unlike Rosh Hashanah. Well, Rosh Hashanah gives us more severity on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really, it ends up being, it is Kiddushah on Rosh Hashanah, because when originally it was uh, Rabbi Yohanan Zakai's decree, that's they, they still kept two days of holiday. That's Rabbi's claim. That is Rabbi's claim. That's our assumption. That's how we're reading Rava. I'm telling you again. Not so simple that that's Rava means even in Israel per se. There's a mahlokin on that. But yes, that is the claim. That's an interesting question. Setting the calendar that's right. That's yeah, nothing more and nothing less. Just for determining. That's, that's the right answer. Just Leman Haimet. You knew how to set the calendar. You were now prepared for the rest of the month, the rest of the year. Question? So it keeps on talking about like, up to the afternoon. Let's say the witnesses can't press thing in the morning. Would that make any difference? Would it make difference in terms of the status of the day? No, because ultimately. Bisman Shabbat Mekdash Kayam we're talking about? Or today? What I'm telling you is the idea was that once, we're ex- once we cut it off at a certain point, 
since in theory, if they come after that time, we're still keeping that day as Kodesh. In theory, it means that we now have effectively made a statement. We've made a statement irrespective of what happens. Our statement is this day and tomorrow are one day. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. During the time of the Mikdash. From Aban Yohanan ben Zakai and onwards, so that's what we're deliberating about. So it might not matter if it's in the morning, it's the afternoon, whatever, as long as the word got out. But yeah, that's the claim. Again, it's, it's jarring, but from a systemic, you know, from, from setting forth the system, I kind of can appreciate it. In other words, the statement is we're making not just a technical statement, we're also understanding, we're making a qualitative statement about what this day is even if the witnesses come in the morning. And the statement now of Rava is that the halachas like Rav on, well, I, I said it wrong a moment ago, it's Rava is posek like Rav, but uh, you understand what the statement is on this matter. On these three cases, ben lekula, ben lechumra, in our last case, clearly it's lechumra. Again, Yom Tov and Shabbat adjacent one to the other. Kedusha ahat, noda bezo, asura bezo. Lastly, says the Gemara now, just to, to begin the com- next conversation. Amar Rava met biom tov rishon it asekubo amamim. Met biom tov sheni it asekubo Yisrael. So let's just uh, go uh, slowly in terms of introducing this uh, properly. We're dealing in this context, if a relative passes away, if a person passes away. Now, the, the first statement of Rava is, In such a circumstance where there's a death, a person's deceased, on Yom Tov Rishon. Well, in terms of burying that person, there are specific biblical violations. To dig the hole would be melechet hafira. To cover the hole could be melachas, or it could be one of two melachot as well. That means that I'm dealing with isurim min ha-Torah, albeit an important circumstance of burial. Nonetheless, we're dealing with potential or relevant isurim min ha-Torah, prohibitions from the Torah. The halacha in turn is it asikubo amamim. Non-Jews should be handling the body. In this circumstance, however, Rashi, if you read his words carefully, and they're really informed by his words in Masechet Shabbat, he writes, Amara v'amet b'yom tov rishon, met hamutal likbor im yom tov rishon Mutal means it's incumbent upon me. He doesn't, he changes the words of the Gemara a little bit. Instead of saying that the death took place on Yom Tov Rishon, he says that I need to bury on Yom Tov Rishon. He's more clear in Masechet Shabbat with regards to articulating what he's talking about. In Rashi's understanding of this, you can leave the body for the next day. This circumstance is that there was a Shabbat next to Yom Tov. The, the, sea, the, the death happened on Shabbat. In term on Yom Tov Rishon, we have to have it buried. You turn to the Amamim. Alternatively, it appears that if there was a death, according to Rashi, on Yom Tov Rishon, you should save that body, and of course with the proper preservation and dignity, for Yom Tov Sheni. Well, that's just Rashi. Not everyone agrees in that reading of the Gemara. In the simple reading of the Gemara, again, if there's a death on Yom Tov Rishon, that's, um, that's the diuk in these that's words the of Rashi. Masechet Shabbat is explicit. By Amamim, again, by non-Jews. That's right, that's the statement. Not only are you allowed to, you must. 
You must have non-Jews. What about carrying the body? Assuming the cemetery isn't in Staten Island, you know, can you carry the body if there's uh, out of the tehum or something of that sort? Uh, what if it's, again, we're talking about Yom Tov, so Eruv on Yom Tov, we're going to deal with on Dafyot Bet, the perm- Let's talk about Mukseh as well. So first and foremost, Hotza'ah. On Yom Tov, the Mishnah will tell us on Daf Yod Bet, Bet Hillel's opinion is that if it's mitoch she'utra letzorech, uh, letzorech utra letzorech Yom Tov, which means to say that you're allowed to carry if there's purposeful activity on that day for that day. So in terms of the carrying, we assume that Jews can do it. What about carrying in terms of it being Mukseh? They go, well, it's a davashi eshlamatirin. You're not getting any hanaa from it per se. That's in terms. It's not bitul, and that's in terms of bitul and hanaa. Uh, you know, you're not really ever really permitted. It's in terms of kavot hamit. What about in terms of mukse? Okay, so we'll have to revisit that as well tomorrow's gemara masechet shabbat. Read the words again, and we'll uh, pause here. Amarava. If it's on the first day or it's incumbent upon you on the first day, non-Jews, I'll have to deal with it tomorrow. For real. If alternatively it's incumbent or the death is on the second day, listen to the halakha, uh, uh, Alan. Right? You heard those words? Here's the funny part. The statement is even on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we're permitting for Yisrael, you and me, even though it's a violation of an Yisuf from the Torah, it's permitted on Yom Tov Sheni, we kind of addressed, we said it's more lenient, we understand that, and we understand the reason why. On Rosh Hashanah as well, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to discuss all these sorts of matters tomorrow. Baruch Amen